G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 589 of the Transmove Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, and we could do with, um, what, somewhere around 11 questions to make 600, no pressure, jump on through to the website with those 11 questions to trainsmooth.com, or you can just send me through an email, all 11 of them, tim at trainsmove.com. If you remember... You know, want to follow my training? Conavirus.com. Now, I was just um, not that long ago re- um, reading a person's opinion on the falls we keep seeing at Kona with um, the Times. I-, I was reading it on Twitter. And yeah, I'm still one of those people that still jump on Twitter. I'm one of those ghost users. I don't really send to post tweets out but i like i follow a few people i'm interested in anyway um he 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 was saying he's sick of hearing excuses about weather's contributed to the extra time um the norwegians are contributing for people to lift up their accent and it, it just goes on he, he he raised a few good points um but when you think about it um Ferris House Sutton um, communicate. I was pretty lucky to um, do a fair bit of communications with him via email, and I, I asked him a hundred questions. And geez, he's a nice bloke. That guy. Um, he, he kept replying back. He's the 2005 Ironman World Champion, and he's a spectacular coach as well. Um, I, I, I've got him in my top five all-time coaches in in the sport. Um, and so I, and I had to have been annoying to him because I just kept shooting him email after email, and he replied back with thoughtful answers every time. Anyway, he said he's got this theory when it comes to um, winning big races like Kona. You need to swim um, one fifteen pace, uh, one minute fifteen per hundred meter pace. You need to cycle around that four watts per kilo. And you need to run four minute K pace. And if you're able to do all three, you put yourself in a very good chance of winning Kona. And then we start keep seeing these times um, drop. And you you start thinking, well, how you know is that still relevant? Is it, you know why are we seeing these still drops? Well, if we look at Sam. Um, at Sam Lado's um, information, that he's that he's um, Strava, he's um, times and all that. He swam a one fifteen per hundred. So right, we got tick on that. Ferris was correct. Um, he cycled at seventy nine percent of um, threshold. Which and looking at power to weight, that was four what four point one watts per kilo. So again, we're in the same ballpark. Um, even though he was able to drop, um, uh, break the course record by a little over four minutes, breaking Ken Worth's um, time, which Ken Worth's um, cadence looked different. Anyway, um, so but it's still four point four point one watts. Per kilo, he, he rode, he averaged over that course. So we're in that ballpark. You look at his... Now, now you look at his riding. Um, 
Now, I'll go back to that. So, and now you look at his run, four-minute K pace, what Ferris recommends. What was he, he'd run faster than that. So, he ran three minutes 54 per kilometre for the marathon. So, that's the only bit different out of Ferris's theory. And um, so, that's not too far too far off when you think about it. So... What what's changed? We you know we've got better um, better equipment, better nutrition, better um, aerodynamics. But what's we are seeing significantly different now is how many carbs per hour um, athletes are able to fuel um, through you know testing um, training their body. So. I'm not sure how many. Uh, I know he burnt. Um, I had written it down here somewhere. Where was it? Four thousand five hundred and forty kilojoules on the bike. Um, so we we know, um, you know, aerodynamics plays a huge part. We know, you know, he's probably well over. You know, in the in the past, if the golden number was ninety grams of carbs per hour. Um, we know now we can get this to a, close to 120 for as long as you train the gut to handle it. So I jumped on and I still framed his um, him on the bike side on, and I start looking every you know there's, there's barely a wrinkle in his kit. He, he that helmet goes perfect to the back of his um, neck, so there's no behind. Um, wind being mixed up aerodynamically he looks really really good um and that's the main thing that's from my um uneducated point of view um everything on that bike looks really aerodynamic and then you think well why how can he take four minutes four um off cam Worth's time um i i I personally think it's I, I, the day obviously played a huge factor in um, there was um, less wind wind and everything um, so that obviously played a huge factor in I think that from my um, information I've heard um, through interviews that I've um, listened to on the net stuff I've read um, that was the you couldn't ask for a better day um so I, w- I would imagine that would had had a huge factor in it um but yeah i i found it very interesting that those um the theory from um ferris house sudden still stands true um british ballpark wise and even though we keep seeing these times um improve like getting dropped and dropped and you think well geez we never thought we'll see a sub eight hours in ironman and now at, at I mean, uh, well, in I mean, we yeah, at one stage, and then we started seeing that. And Ferris says um, the performances really haven't changed. The the smartness around what what they do has changed. So we're not when we start saying, oh, Jan Frodeno's the goat, and then you quickly forget about him and go, oh, Christian Blumenfeld, God, oh, he's the greatest of all time. Um, it's hard to compare all the areas. You can go back to Mark Allen, David Scott. You can go to Peter Reed, Craig Alexander. Um, some say Chris McCormack. I I think he was more tactical, um, successful than performance. But you but 
you you kind of get my point. If you get lined all them athletes up and able to, and they're all able to have the same um, information as they've got now, the same nutrition information, the same recovery information, the same aerodynamic systems. Like you you see bloody. Um, Craig Alexander win the first his first two Ironman World Championships with no aero helmet. Um, so so it's really hard to compare all of them put together. But it would be bloody great to watch them all all race. Well, my money would still would think Yarn would beat the whole the, all of them, followed by David Scott. <laughs> um, that's that's kind of where I would. Stick my money in, but then I'm a yeah, a bit of a Peter Reed fan too. Anyway, um, today's question comes from James. James, right? I've heard you mention a few times to get the volume in, and through the volume you get your recovery. What do you mean by this? So I mean by this is. Um, so let's uh, let's say you're starting off from scratch, and you go for um, for, for a run, and let's let's call it a, a twenty minute run, and you're you're sore the next day, but then two days later you feel good, so you go for another run, and then you you sore the next day, but two days later you feel good again, and so you go for another run. Um, and then all of a sudden you're recovering a lot quicker so now you're not feeling any soreness the next day so now you instead of running um, having two days rest in between each run you're now getting you know you're now running every second day Um, and you get a little bit of soreness here and there and all of a sudden there's no soreness so you can start adding more volume into it Um, so what I mean by let's say you're you're, um, let's say your available training hours for the week is 10 hours for the week and so before you can start going down to the running track and and start pumping out 400s you got to slowly bring your volume up to that level so whether it's starting off with two hours a week or four hours or whatever it is bring it up to that level of um, available training hours that you're able to achieve constant consistently week in week out and so, so let's say you've you've been sitting around this um, level for four weeks. You now you can start adding intensity into that, um, but slowly. You you everything's all done very slowly because you wanna you want your body to absorb the load you're putting into it, and you um, can then start pushing it a little bit further. Um, we can be a little bit aggressive sometimes with adding the volume, um, especially the newer newer athletes. For instance, you got. Um, um, especially if you're new to running, for for instance, bumping it up, bumping, you know, going straight out for a 5k run three days a week, you might might be a bit of a um, asking for trouble. But starting off slower, working your way up slowly. Um, another thing you see is, um, let's say you're doing a bike ride and it's at. Um, five times five minutes at 200 watts this week but then next week you're going to bump it up 500 at um, an extra 10 watts and the week after an extra 10 watts that could be um, a dangerous game to play as well um, but I'm kind of just veering off into the um, yeah I'm veering off here so what basically what I mean is just slowly get that volume up to a sustainable level 
until you know you're fully recovering through that volume so you're not getting those sore legs you're not getting really tired um the want for training still continues there and then then you can either increase the volume a little bit more or to because you have to um, continuously change um stress stress levels if it's physical stress levels to um improve so if you just kept all your right all your bike at the same effort the level improvements is going to significantly decrease over over time and probably you will decrease in performance over time because everything's just staying the same so you've got to increase the stresses to do that you either need to increase via the intensity or via duration and so we just get that duration up to whatever level you can um, sustain and then you can start adding that intensity as long as the intensity also makes sense to what you're trying to achieve there's no point doing something a whole lot of stupidness if that's not going to help you on um, race day I I think I answered that does that make sense (laughs) if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com until next episode hooray